What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Call Us Casters, Pensha, our Monster of the Week campaign that we are doing currently, where we last left off our mismatched group of heroes all found themselves at a motel, only to be ambushed by giant scorpions? Everybody has made their way into the building. And now we will pick up with our heroes as they figure out what they're going to do. <laughs> but first off, Chris, can I have you roll for another premonition? Ooh. That'll be a seven. Through all of the high stress and still in the fog of this spice attack that you're having on your mouth from that jerky that that strange dude just gave you, you through teary eyes start getting a vision of a tunnel system and you see as some of the other hunters make their way down one while waving the rest of you in the other direction holy shit what was what was oh what was in that jerky it was so spicy did you did you put ketchup in that <laughs> well well you see son Ketchup doesn't go in jerky. Um, I think I might have just fucked up and given you the, the spicier one. That That's on me. Oh, is that like pepper spiciness level? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's a little bit spicier than Tabasco, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just call it that. Y you okay? Ooh, I guess. Oh, wow. This is just ooh, messing with my head, you know, it's. Ooh, a lot. You want another jerky to wash it down? <laughs> Will that help? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it helps me anyway. Uh, if something's too spicy, I'll I'll just eat another one of the same thing, and like the spice cancels out. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Jack and Shell are completely slack jawed, just staring at the group of you in this hotel lobby as the security shutters continue to get banged on by these large scorpions. The, this this is what we're going to worry about right now. Some spicy... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Trish is going to look at Jack and be like, well, at least some people appreciate it. Is this about the Funyuns? It's always about the Funyuns. <laughs> Yeah, let me, let me just, I, you know what, thank you. Thank you for the Funyuns. Now, if we could, uh, focus on surviving the night for just a second, I will gladly, I will gladly devour these Funyuns. I'll make sure everybody knows that you gave me some Funyuns if we're still in one piece by the morning. She's just gonna, like, shrug and walk away. Like, blankly stare at him and just be like, and keep walking. <laughs> hey, uh... Jack, are are those aliens? Um, no, they appear to be scorpions. Yeah, but they, come on, be honest with me. I, I told you they were real. Maybe, maybe they're just imported from Australia. Lenny, Chuck, I don't think I've ever seen a scorpion that large just pop in from somewhere else. Well, yeah, they're aliens. Come on, just throw me a bone here. I cannot confirm or deny that they are aliens. What I can confirm 
is they are our current fucking problem. And since all of you have now seen, they are collectively all of our problem. Trish is going to walk up to Jack and deadpan be like, are you being mean to my friends? No, 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 it's not. It's it's a very, it's it's a very stressful situation right now, Trish. So you're being mean to my friends. You know what? Let's just walk and talk. Let's ju- let's just walk and talk. It's fine. Trish is gonna like go next to Lenny and just like glare at Jack, as in like try me, bitch, and hook arms with Lenny and just like walk with Lenny. Hi, Trisha. Hey, Lenny. Shell and Jack begin making their way down the hallway. Jack checks the chamber on his shotgun, realizes he's out. Shell's counting out the magazines that she has left as they make their way towards room 483. As they go up, the lock on that room looks a little bit different. As opposed to the rest of them that have the normal keycard lock, this one has a code lock. And after pressing in a few buttons, the door opens. You guys make your way through the door, and instead of a normal hotel room, what you see is a staircase descending down into the lower parts of the hotel. As you make your way through this kind of dark, dank hallway, it begins to open up into a circular room underneath, where you see a rather large table, maps strewn about you see board like cork boards with different creatures on it they seem to be anything ranging from what looks to be like a large coyote to various insects and photos of some silvery liquid attached to most of these boards with the red string going from point to point Over in the corner of the room, you see a man probably in his mid-40s, a little bit of gray, kind of salt and pepper hair, sitting in a bathrobe with a headset on in front of a recording setup. He looks very comfy in his pajama pants, robe, and slippers. And as he sees all of you step in, he says, Oh, fear not, loyal listeners. We will be back with another episode of Penshaw Paranormal tomorrow at our regular time. And as he says that, he takes his headphones off, almost losing that cool composure. He's like, "Uh uh-huh. Jack, the security is going a little bit crazy right now. I checked the cameras, and can you tell me why there's giant scorpions outside and there's a bunch of people I don't know? And is that Donnie bleeding aggressively? This is getting um, quite alarming. And when, you know, we agreed to work on this whole project together. I didn't think that that was going to mean trouble coming right to my doorstep. Wait, you're Penshaw Paranormal? Ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to meet Woodrow. He is our uh, in-house specialist when it comes to things like this. And also a bit of a bit of a stick in the mud. But thank you for asking. Yes, we're all doing great. And don't worry, we'll take care of Donnie. Glancing over at you, Trisha, Jack says, and Trish too, are you good? I'm fine. Right. So, uh, Woody, we got a little bit of a situation here. Jack, you do not have to tell me twice. It seems that the problem has now come to us, and we need to figure out how to make it not our problem anymore, because I don't like how this is going. Did any of you, perhaps, I don't know, see where these things came from? Did they just, I don't know, spring on you? Uh, 
Yes, you new face I don't know. Trisha will look deadpan and go, he's an ass. Yes, Lenny. Uh, there was one in the park. Great. So we got one in the park. We have a dumb question. Chuck, do you have anything to chime in with or? I'm just so fucking excited. I'm just stifling tears at this point. (laughs) You you are Penshaw Paranormal. That's you. The one and only. Oh my God. I have so many questions. Oh, yes. Because that's the pressing. You know what? You know what? It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to watch the cameras and see what I can figure out. I will answer all of your questions once we're not all dead. Thank you very much. Are you being mean to my friends? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. What is happening? Okay. Woodrow quietly walks back to his chair and grabs his coffee mug and just begins watching the cameras. I will hand Lenny and Chuck each a bag of hot Cheetos. Oh, sick. (laughs) (laughs) Jack looks at both you and the bloodied up Donnie. He's like, let's uh, let's get you two patched up and we can figure all this out in a little bit. As he kind of puts one arm of Donnie's over his shoulders as Shell takes the other and proceeds down a hallway on the opposite side of the room before coming up to a little door. Jack knocks three times before the door swings open just a crack and the head of a little stuffed animal pokes its head into the crack and you can hear the voice of a child being like, the doctor isn't seeing any patients right now, but if you'd like to come back, in about 45 minutes, she's in the middle of a very pressing surgery right now. Jack sighs and goes, Marissa, I need you to open the door, please. We don't have time for games. Please, honey. My friends are dying. The stuffed animal puts one of its little hands up to its chin and says, Um, I don't know if I know a Marissa that works here. I do know a Dr. Guzman. Are you looking for Dr. Guzman? And Jack puts his hand on the door before it push, like puts his hand on the door and pushes it open. And as you do, you see a young girl, hair and pigtails. She has a little shirt on with like a unicorn and a doctor's jacket and a stethoscope wearing some pajama pants and some chucks lace tight with the pajama pants tucked into it. And she says, okay, dad, seriously, if I'm going to be helping you and your friends, I need you to help me with my immersion so I can become a successful doctor one day. She peers down the hallway and she says, Oh no, is it Donnie again? You gotta stop putting him in dangerous situations. I swear, he's got two brain cells and they're not even rubbing together. They're on the opposite sides of each other. And who is that? Pointing to you, Trisha. I'll look at her and go, Hi. She seems nice. Come on. Come in, come in. (laughs) You see in this room, she has like a fully functioning med clinic and it's just her in the room. On the operating table, you see a stuffed animal cut open as she walks over and just like sweeps it off the table. And she's like, okay, you first, pointing to Trisha. Oh, jeez, they really fucked you up. Marissa, language, please. I 
I can't have you saying things like this and then your mother coming and picking you up and then you slip up and then she gets mad at me. Can we just, I, I get it. This is grown up time right now, but like, let's, I'm still your dad. Okay. Like, can we, can we keep it a little bit tame? I like her. She gives a little smile. She's like, thanks. As she starts looking you over, she begins working on you, stitching up your wounds. You can heal both of your harm. And as she plops Donnie on the table, she's like, okay, this one's collapsed lung. She begins looking over Donnie and cutting away his clothes. And you see as this child begins prepping him for surgery. Completely unfazed by this whole strange oddity. The rest of you see Shell make her way back into the main room as she opens up the gun locker. She goes, no, no, no. Fuck, fuck fuck obviously stressed she places both of her hands on the table and says so do you guys want the good news or the bad news uh i guess the good news oh the good news um so there is none but on to the next the bad news uh we have no ammo and we are all trapped here so unless we can come up with a plan in like i'd say 20 minutes we're probably all dying here tonight why would you ask if we wanted good news if there wasn't good news? You know what? Because maybe I would have thought of something that might have been good news, and then I realized it, and we are up Shit's Creek with the paddle shoved up our ass. This is a hotel. Is there, like, liquor? Yeah, we have a bar. Molotov cocktails? As you say Molotov cocktails, her eyes light up, and she's like, you know what? Maybe I do have good news. We have a fully stocked bar and a whole lot of attitude in here. Come on. And she kind of like beckons you guys along as she grabs different, like a box of like old camo fatigues and starts making her way up to the bar. As she heads towards the bar, Jack is staying back with uh, Marissa to help with the surgery a little bit, kind of applying pressure and wrapping bandages where need be. As you guys make your way back upstairs, you head back through the lobby in through these big like double doors into this very kind of like old school looking bar. It's a little bit dusty. There's cloths over all the tables. It hasn't seen much use recently, but as you guys make your way in, she goes behind the bar and starts putting bottles on the counter and she's like, start ripping, start stuffing. I got lighters. Let's burn these motherfuckers out. Okay. Uh, Lenny just goes straight to it. You tell Lenny to do something and they're going to do it. So that's what they're doing. Is anybody else doing anything while the Molotovs are beginning to be prepped? I think I'm still with Jack, right? Yeah, you'd probably be in the room still uh, eating your orange slices, drinking your juice box to get your sugars back up after losing so much blood. I'm uh, I'm helping with the, the cocktails. Is there a, like another way out of this place? Because if I can get back over to Extra Taste Terrestrial, like, I, I got a flamethrower on the wall. I tell everybody it's decorative, but like, it, it fucking works. We can, I mean, if we scare them off, if we scare them off, we got time to move. And if we got time to move, we can arm up. We definitely have a little friend down the way that could probably help us out too, especially with the ammo situation. Hell yeah. What are all of you doing? I think I'm just, I'm just continuing to make cocktails until there are none left to make and probably 
I think I, I feel like Lenny is formulating a plan of how to get Chuck to the uh, the flamethrower, right? So like that's like that's that's everything going on in in Lenny's head is flamethrower. That's that's what we're doing. Chuck, how about you? I, I'm gonna grab a couple of those Molotov cocktails and get to the door because according to Shell, that's our only way we're getting that flamethrower. And if fire works, I want it. Mason, what you up to? I'm probably just helping with the Molotov cocktails. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And I am just trying to, you know, do what I'm told and not get in the way because this is a lot that's happening. And Trish. Um, if surgery is done, I'll join the rest of the group. They're done working on you. You make your way up to the lobby and you can see Shell. She has two Molotov cocktails hanging off her belt, one in her hand. And you see as she's flipping up the coffee table that was in the waiting room. And she kind of has it stood up a little bit like a, almost like a shield as she's positioning it in front of the door. Cool. Um, I will go over to Shell and be like, so what's the plan? You know, um, this is kind of a long shot that this is going to go well. I'm going to light this table on fire and we're going to ram it out the door into the scorpions. And hopefully this gives us enough space for us to light them on fire and all of us get to one of the cars and hopefully draw however many of them there are out there. We draw them away and we arm up and we take them away while they handle the situation inside. I can disintegrate them or at least parts of them. With the... Molotovs or, or just do you have like some sort of vaporizer on you like magic and she just like shrugs like casually like eh, whatever are you also an alien I just blankly stare at Chuck I'll make note of that <laughs> yes <laughs> Shell pours some of the liquor on the front of the table and she looks at the two of you and gives you like that go nod like you guys ready trisha like stops blankly staring at chuck and turns and blankly stares at shell cool chuck you good turn and burn she lifts one of the like she puts herself under one of the legs of the coffee table and kind of gestures for you to do it to the other i grab on and ready to charge (laughs) all right semper fi motherfuckers As she says that, she hits a little key fob, and you see as the security gates start going up, as they're slowly ticking up, she waits until they're about halfway, claws breaching through the front doors as she lights the front of the coffee table. Once the security shutters come fully up, Chuck, I'm gonna need you to roll to kick some ass as you and Shell push this table out the doorway. Uh, I got a 10. You got a 10? Perfect! As the security shutters come up, Shell lets out a battle cry as she kind of pushes forward with you. Perfectly in step, you guys push the table. The first scorpion that was in the doorway was about to breach through as the table collides with it. You push out and you see the fire and the flames start having the scorpions fall back as the one hit by the table begins erupting in flames. The outer carapace just begins catching a blaze almost as if these things are highly flammable. And she screams now 
as she lights a Molotov and begins throwing them at the scorpions. Chuck, Trisha, what are you guys doing? I will be running uh, interference, so if one starts getting, like, past the fire, I'm going to exit. All right, all right. Like, if one's deciding to be a little too brave. Got you. Mason, Lenny, what are you guys doing? I, th I think having seen Chuck and the others go upstairs, I think Lenny is going to go upstairs as well and have, you know, the eight cocktails I have, like, in my arms running towards them, like, you know, trying to get them to be restocked, I guess. So that's, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. For sure, for sure. And Mason? Yeah, uh, I don't know what's going on. So I'm just trying to be helpful. I guess I'm going to do the same thing that that Lenny is and try to help with the uh, Molotovs, you know? Yeah. And I'll just be like, uh, I don't know what's going on. This is this is also weird. Like, no offense, but you're weird. Like, I'm just from Iowa. I don't know what's going on. You're also really weird, so it's fine. <laughs> from Iowa. Chuck, outside you can feel the flames coming off the coffee table, heating up and like almost burning your face. It feels like this is the barrier between you and certain death. As shells throwing the Molotovs, lighting them up one by one, you see as one goes down and as the pool of fire begins spreading out, they begin backing up, almost forming like an outside perimeter as they stop and strategize to try to plot on what to do next. I want to light one of my own Molotovs and try to like aim for the back line, mm -hmm. throwing it out and hopefully knock them back a little bit more. Seeing as you're not in any immediate danger, I'm going to ask you to act under pressure. Uh, that's an eight. I'm gonna give you a little, I'm gonna give you a little price to pay. As you throw, you kind of lose your footing in your dad sketchers and end up kind of leaning over the table a little bit, catching your arm on fire for just a second. And you take one point of harm as you get a pretty nasty burn. But the Molotov does reach the back line and begins burning up another one of them. They now seem like they are on the back foot. But as Lenny makes his way to the door, they stop. The retreat now almost seems like, almost seems like spacing to look for the right time to tactically assault. Hey, I, I brought more. Hell yeah, kid, let's light him up and throw him out. You all making your way out the front, creating this perimeter of fire, reading the situation as well as you can, the adrenaline pumping, you can feel your heart beat in your ears. But you see as they're backing off from the flames, they are terrified. You watch as two of the scorpions begin making their way up the sides of the buildings. Lenny, could I have you roll to act under pressure? Eleven. Eleven. And then, Becca, you said when they were getting close, you wanted to hex one of them? Yeah. Go ahead and roll your attack as two of these scorpions descend from the side of the building, diving towards Lenny. Lenny, in a split second, you go from feeling safe and secure to jumping out of the way as these two large scorpions seem to be dead set on trying to tear you apart. That's a 12. Oh shit, oh shit, uh, uh. Uh, what are you trying to do with your magic? So I'm trying, I'm aiming like directly between the eyes and I'm trying to have it contract the weird scorpion disease that seemed to work earlier. 
Lenny, in front of you, these two scorpions land, almost kind of putting a gap in between the group. As one of them begins clipping its pincers down, readying its tail for a strike, you see as this necrotic energy begins forming in between its eyes as it lets out a horrific screech before falling limp. There's still, there's still another one there though, right? Yes. I think I'd like to do one of my moves. It's called Eek. When a monster appears on the scene, I can run and hide. I roll plus sharp. Yeah, basically I can find a hiding spot. If I roll a seven on nine, I can pick two things. If I roll a 10, I can find the best spot. Shoot it. A 14. Oh, you find the dopest spot. You backpedal a little bit, and as you get to your feet, you run into the hotel lobby and hop over the desk. You pull the chair out from the receptionist table and then pull it back in, giving yourself a nice little tuck spot. The rest of you, what are you guys doing? I'm over here. Oh, God, I I, I thought they got him. Oh. Do you think I would let them hurt Lenny? And as I do that, <laughs> I pull out my gun to shoot the other one. <laughs> Run it. Uh, that would be a 11. 11, for sure. Uh, do you want to gain one advantage? You take one forward, uh, inflict terrible harm, suffer less harm, or force them where you want them? Inflict terrible harm. As you finish letting everyone know that nothing's gonna happen to Lenny, you turn very unfazed by the situation and just shoot the claw off of one of the scorpions seeming to realize now that this fight is lost they begin retreating the ones on the back line disappear into the night as this last one is left in between the rest of you what would y'all like to do i'm 100 still working to try to get to the van and i'm i'm right behind chuck with how everything's set up and this last one's kind of on its last legs, you guys are able to make it to the van relatively easily. Can I kill it before we get in the van? Because I don't want this thing following us. Yeah, I mean, given the situation and it uh, being by itself and surrounded, yeah, how do you kill it? Uh, I'm, I'm going to hex it again. Same thing? Yeah, it's a nine. Yeah, I mean, it's already wounded, so you fire off that same necrotic kind of disease into it and you see as the scorpion begins shriveling up chuck and lenny you guys make it to the van mason trish what are you guys doing i head into the van yeah i'm following the leader <laughs> shell hops in the back too and she's like okay step one we need to get to ltg step two we got to figure out where all this shit's coming from you realize we left the others in the basement right they're in the middle of surgery. Step 1A, we're getting that flamethrower. What's LTG? Libation, tobacco, and guns. We're going to go see Marty. Uh, not to ask another dumb question, but what's libation? Well, son, that's liquor. Is this is this just 21 questions for you today? Is like not me asking out of character questions cuz I really don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. Everybody's stressed out, bro. Come on. Wait, I miss Marty. Let's go. It's just stress. It's just stress, I swear. As you guys pull out of the lot, you can see the last little bit of the scorpions as they begin digging their way into the ground. As you see sand begin moving as they're tunneling their way towards the east side of town. Are there 
Are the windows open? The windows on the van? Yeah. Y'all rolling with the windows down or not? <laughs> That's y'all's choice. Chuck? I mean, it, it, if you want to roll that window down, you can go for it. That's true. Uh, yeah, I'm going to roll the window <laughs> down and try to throw another cocktail at one of them. Oh, no. <laughs> roll to kick some ass. 11. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you see, as the tail begins descending into the ground, your Molotov throw perfectly hits, lighting the tail on fire. As you see the glow go underground before the sand stops moving. Sick. I'll hold up my hand for a high five from Lenny. I give the high five, of course. Is everyone from Arizona like a low-key maniac badass? Because this is wild. It's crazy around here. We usually just eat hand grenades and assault rifle ammo every morning. Yeah, it uh, has a lot of protein to it. Oh, I eat toast. <laughs> I, I eat eggs, maybe some sausage on a good day. I don't eat. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you all continue your drive as you swing by through the center of town where you can see a couple of police cars are like checking out the scene over there. You see as one cop's holding up a half-eaten assault rifle as you guys make your turn and head towards the northwest side of town. And when you get there, you see a very classic saloon-looking building. And in the back seems to be a very large, expansive firing range. And you could just hear the sound of rounds being dispensed. As you guys pull up, Shell hops out and starts heading around the side of the building. It sounds like somebody's just having a rip-roaring time firing off a large machine gun. As you guys round the corner, you see a gentleman rocking overalls, an old flannel, and some boots, looking like a true prospector. Whiskey bottle in one hand, and in the other hand, hip-firing, has a large machine gun ripping through the range, tearing apart targets. As you hear, Yep, that's how we do it around here. Nobody's coming into Penshaw and taking anything. That's why this is what we do to Tuesdays. You all see this gray bearded overall donned man. And those of you familiar to town know this is Marty. So if you looked close enough, Trisha would almost crack a smile. <laughs> like almost. And she'll walk over to Marty because... She does not fear Marty and go, hey, Marty, I brought you your snack. As you walk up next to Marty, Marty lets off the trigger hearing this voice behind him. As he does, he turns, aims the machine gun at you and goes, oh, oh, hey, Trish. Hey, how you doing? Hi. Oh, you said snacks? Always. Oh, let me get let me get some of those. He says as he opens up one of the bags of hot Cheetos and just starts shoveling them into his mouth. Oh, uh, what do you guys got going on tonight? Scorpions trying to kill us. Almost died. It's okay. So what, you need like a little varmint rifle? You need some, you need some raid? I got super soakers in the back. If you want to fill them up with some bug spray, you can just take them right off the map, man. That's what I do. I'll just take a drink. Shell kind of waves as he says that she's like yeah um we need guns ammo and if you got anything from the private stock that would be fantastic fire we need fire too Mar marty i i think aliens are real aliens real come on man he shoots a glance over towards shell 
and Shell just kind of gives him the nod. And he's like, oh, thank God. So now that you finally know, uh, I'm pretty sure they're aliens, but I cannot confirm nor deny is the thing they told me to say when asked about aliens being real, my friend. I'm pretty sure they're aliens and oh, hell yeah, brother. They're real as fuck. They're so real. It's great. This is going to bring so much business into town. Yeah, I mean, definitely will. But you know what else it means? We get to bust out the big guns, man. Says this. he starts walking over, just dropping the machine gun on the ground, walks over to a shed and he says, welcome to my workshop. Now, if there is anything that you guys would like specifically, this is your chance because this right here is your monster hunting Costco. Anything you guys need can be crafted. You will have to roll for it and it will judge the effectiveness or the durability of the tool. Marty turns to you, Lenny, and says, all right, man, what can I help you out with? Well, I'm not very strong. You got any like grenades or like flashbangs? Yeah, I should have something like that. Go ahead and give me a roll, add your weird. A 10. Marty disappears into his workshop for a moment before coming out with three grenades. They look more like smoke grenades, or at least like from what you know from Call of Duty and shit like that. Now these right here, sir, are what we call a war crime. White phosphorus, baby boy. You throw one of these, you gonna make any problem that you have a literal stain upon the ground. Cool. God damn. What about you, Chuckster? What you need, man? Well, uh, honestly, I I just need some extra fuel cans for uh, that can fit the flamethrower on the wall. You know that one that I always tell people, you know, movie memorabilia. Well, here's the thing about movies: they don't use fake guns. They just use fake rounds, brother. Yeah, I got you on that one. Go ahead and give me a roll plus your weird. Hell yeah, that's a two. <laughs> snake eyes oh no marty steps in and pulls out a rusty old can he says man this is what my pop pop used to use back in the day you know back when we were running around with flopping waffers man this right here this is the good stuff you throw some of this in there boom you're gonna be burning things from here to well space brother what what are the chances that that'll explode on me? Uh, if I had to put it on a scale of one to one hundred, I'd say negative two, brother. My stock always quality. I appreciate it. Of course, man. And little Miss Trish, what can I do for you? Fire, lots of fire. Okay, everybody want everybody wants fire today. They don't like fire. He looks over the gun that you have on hand. Uh, could you go ahead and roll plus weird for me? Eight. Now, these right here, probably some of my personal favorites. I sold Jack some of these for the shotgun. These are some dragon's breath rounds. You fire a couple of those downrange, any problem you have is quite literally going to be up in smoke. Just pop a couple of those downrange. Nothing, nothing's going to put more shine on the field than you right now. And you, my friend, what can I get for you? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know much about guns or phosphorus, 
Do you have anything that I could use that could, you know, be used at a distance so that I can stay safe? For sure, for sure. Roll plus weird. That'll be a five. He rummages through a little bit. You can hear a hammer hit a few times before he pops out with an old school bolt action rifle. Hey, watch out. Those sights drag to the left a little bit. Just so you know. The sights? What are sights? The things you look through, they they drag to to the left a little bit. Wait, so they're kind of like binoculars then? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no worries <laughs> then. You're gonna be all good, my friend. No binoculars here. Uh, he looks at Shell, who's just picking up the machine gun off the ground. She's like, four belts, two ARs, and uh, three cases of shotgun shells if you could. Marty's like, but that's my Tuesday gun. <laughs> and, you know, you know, it's fine. It's fine. You guys need it. It's cool. Uh, Marty disappears into the shed before coming out with belts of ammo and just tossing them over her shoulder as she takes the shotgun shells and holds the MG by the little carry handle. Okay. Step one, done. Step two, flamethrower. Step three, kill this thing. These things. All the things. Just murder. Wait, we're gonna murder things? Yes. Yes, Mason. Oh my oh, god. My child. Can we can we just add this to the rest of the conversations that I'll teach you later on? All the things in the world? Uh sure. Do you need help remembering them? I can write them down. I you know what? It's cool. Steel trap up here. And I promise I won't forget any of the conversations that we need to have. Shell. Shell. He's from Iowa. That explains so much. <laughs> <laughs> you guys head back to the van before heading over to Extra Taste Restrial. Chuck, what you doing? Hey, uh, Lenny, come come with me real quick. Okay. And I go unlock the door and head over to my memorabilia wall. All right. So I know that you don't see yourself as some... Tough son bitch or anything, right? Uh, but I I need you to have a way to protect yourself at close range, cause who's gonna open the shop with me in the morning? You know? Oh well, I have a I have a I have a knife, and they do like a couple of tricks with it. Damn, you're you're really good at that. But uh, you know, something that that has a little bit more kick. And I reach up for the double barrel. All right, kid. Uh huh. You you ever fire a shotgun before? Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, today you're going to learn. Okay. And I and I hand it to you. Okay. Yeah. Pointing it like toward, not exactly at you, but like basically towards you. All right. So general rule, don't, don't aim at someone or something you don't intend to shoot. But uh, how, how's that feel? Yeah, it feels all right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. I want to shoot shit. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. All right. And I grabbed the flamethrower for myself. And it, it still has a can attached, but uh, I'm going to put that that other one, have a little strap for it, have it on my back. Gotcha. All right, kid, let's go kill some fucking scorpions. Okay. Why is Lenny turning into that Pete Davidson uh, character on SNL? <laughs> <laughs> like the uh, fucking oh, Chad. Chad. Okay. Stop <laughs> it. Dope. I didn't realize it until you said it. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't get it out of my brain. You guys make your way back to the van. Where do you guys head next? Shell, what's the plan? 
Anybody see where they go? Well, yeah, they went into the dirt. They were heading uh, east, I think. Would any of the locals like to investigate a mystery for me? Sure. Uh, that's with Sharp, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm rolling so well today. Uh, I got a 10. Perfect. You hold two. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can it hurt it? Where did it go? What is it going to do? What is being concealed here? What is it going to do? And uh, is there one that's like, where is it headed or something? Yeah, it's where did it go? Yeah, where did it go? What's it going to do and where did it go? So initial thoughts coming off of it, you get the idea. It was trying to get away. They're going home. Wherever they went, they were running away. They were going home to lick their wounds. Where it went, on the other hand, it takes a moment, but you start thinking, why would they be going that way? Before you think about it, you did try to, like, buy some exotic animals, like a lot of exotic insects from the Kruger family at one point, but your check really never met the bar for you to be able to get a pet scorpion. So you kind of get the idea it's probably over there. Uh... Probably the Krugers. I mean, they have some, like, really cool animals and stuff. Yeah, I've been hearing rumors about them. Some not really okay business practices and importing animals that don't necessarily belong in the area. But uh, I always thought it was just a lie. They they seem like such nice people. Oh, no, I wanted to buy a scorpion from them. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> you, you were going to buy one of those things? Well, I didn't know they were that big. I probably couldn't feed it. Hey, I think it would have fed on you. Yeah. You all hop into the van and make your way out towards the Kruger's farm. As you guys do, the house seems normal. Couple lights on, nothing too crazy. And out behind, you see various dunes and everything. It's like they're right on the edge of town. They're weird. You know, usually when you have like a front for an illicit business, it looks a little weird. Are they on like the edge of town that like nobody goes to? Oh, 100%, yeah. Trisha definitely would have gone there. <laughs> As you guys make your way towards the farm, Shell lock and loads real quick and stacks up at the door. Okay, Jack, Jack's on his way. He'll be here soon. I think if we just go in, make sure the Krugers are all right and push forward, we should be fine. I knock on the door as she's talking. A few loud thuds, but nobody answers. Anybody home? Hello? No response. Have you tried the handle yet? That could work. No, I, I was going to kick the door down. It's it's a breach. Well, I mean, it's someone's home. It's not a beach. Bre- breach? It, you know what? Let me, let me demonstrate. She turns and kicks the door as she does. Her foot carries through. And instead of landing on hardwood floors, she falls through. Down into what formerly was a basement? now seems to be hollowed out stone tunnels. Shit! Hey, are you okay? Yeah, I think we're good. I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on down here, she says as she gets up, holding up a flashlight and reaching for the pistol on her hip. Can I reach out and try to grab the door handle from the open door and see if it's unlocked? Oh, 100% it was unlocked the whole time. Hey, uh, I just want to let you know that the door was unlocked. I think it might have actually worked if we, like, went with my idea just for next time. Noted, Mason. Noted. Uh Uh-huh. 
I'm just going to blankly stare at Mason and then look at Lenny and be like, so you've been here before? Yeah. Lead the way. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like this before, but okay. <laughs> uh, and they will go through, I guess, to meet Shell down in the... The depths, if you will. Yeah. Is there a safe way down? <laughs> or do we just yeah, have it's to not, fall? It's not, a, it's not a super long drop. Okay. One by one, you guys are able to make your way down. Looking forward, you see as these tunnels begin branching out in different directions. Shell kind of looks around to try to get her bearings, noticing some fresh sand leading down one of the tracks. Speaking of tracks, are there any tracks that we could follow? Roll to investigate a mystery. If I'm like helping him out, can I help him out? Yeah. Okay. I got a seven to help. For sure, for sure. Uh, I got an 11. Which is a 12, thanks to Lenny helping out. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What is it going to do? What is being concealed here? Where did it go? Mm -hmm. What is being concealed here? So I'm going to do those in the opposite order. Just to give you the best amount of information. What is being concealed here is you see one larger set of tracks heading through these large bored out tunnels. One arching off into a tunnel to the left, the other ones arching off into a tunnel to the right. Shell sees your guys' eyes dancing across the ground and begins pushing towards the tracks. Okay, um, I know this is the worst idea, but probably the best idea also. We need to make sure everything goes down. I'm gonna follow these tracks, and she points towards the grouping of smaller ones. There's more targets. I think I can handle it as she points towards the other channel and gestures towards it. You guys want to break left? Are, are you going to be safe by yourself? Trust, I've seen a lot worse. Maybe you should take Mason with you. Start having that conversation. Yeah, okay. Eh, meet back here in 20. If we don't make it back, just let Jack know. Let's, uh fuck some shit up guys and she like puts her hands out for like one of those hands in the middle type moments Trisha doesn't move aliens are real on four okay <laughs> oh okay one two three four aliens are real. aliens, aliens are, real. are real yeah yeah she begins leading the way down the right path the rest of you going down the left path which one of y'all wants to go first who which which side's going first Chuck, you have the flamethrower. Maybe you should go first. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll, I'll take point. Lenny, go behind me. Okay. Actually, no. Lenny, go in the middle. Okay. <laughs> Chuck, how are you proceeding? Cautiously, but feigning confidence, so my compatriots see me as strong. <laughs> All right. It's K. So Kyle is running Penshaw, and I'll be running our full campaign after Penshaw, but you know who else is a great GM? Chris. Chris is a great GM. And you know where you can hear and even watch Chris be a great GM? Patreon. That's right, Patreon. On our $8 tier, you can watch Chris run a mini campaign called Blood, Sweat, and Tears in the Vampire the Masquerade TTRPG. But if you're unsure about signing up for our Patreon and want to have a preview of some of our content, you're in luck. 
On Thursday, July 27th, we will be hosting a watch party of episode one of Blood, Sweat, and Tears on Twitch at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll be watching it and probably providing some commentary on it as well. So join us on the 27th to hang out and check out some bonus Patreon content. And hey, if you miss it, don't worry. It'll be up on YouTube on Sunday. You three begin making your way down these weaving tunnels. The occasional click of these fangs chirping throughout. As you guys press your way down, you make your way into a large chamber. This one much larger than the rest of them. It seems to be quiet, but all around you see these large scorpion carcasses. Many of them hollowed out as if they've been consumed. Looking around, you see hundreds of these carcasses. And looking up, you see hundreds, if not thousands, of eggs stretched up towards the top of this cavern. That's bad. That That's really, this is really bad. Yeah. We have fire. I have grenades. Yeah, those are very special, very dangerous grenades. But like, we can blow it up. This is a very special time for one of y'all to read a bad situation. I would love to read a bad situation. Read that situation. Read it for filth. Yeah, well, it's going to get read for filth because that's a 12. All right. Best way in, best way out. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Biggest threat, most vulnerable to me, or best way to protect the victims? Dangers we haven't noticed, biggest threat, and best way out. Perfect. I can answer two of those in one segment. Scanning over the walls covered in eggs stretching up to the roof, you notice there's a large spot in the center where it seems like there's no eggs there, but focusing more in on it, you see a faint glow. It seems to be coming from underneath something large attached to the ceiling. As this large figure stirs a bit, it detaches from the ceiling and drops down in front of you. There is a 15 foot long, massive scorpion. This one seems to be adorned more with heavy spines of silver peeking out of its skin. This one, you get the idea, is the brood mother. Your heart racing in your chest, you feel that the best way to get out of here if need be is probably right back the way you came because there is no other entrance or exit to the room. And with that, the brood mother lets out a vicious screech. As we jump over the merchant's shell in the other tunnel, shell proceeding forward cautiously, making sure not to step too heavy or anything that might alert some of the creatures in the cave as you both hear this piercing screech echo through the tunnels. Whoa, what do you think made that noise? You remember all those things that attacked us? A lot of them. Oh, that's not fun. I hope they're okay. I don't know them, but I hope they're okay. Here's to hoping that uh, they can handle whatever that really loud noise is, because Whatever's down this way is probably going to wake up here pretty soon after hearing that. Can I try to tune in? Try to tune in to either the monsters, like the little scorpions, or perhaps the bigger one to see whatever I find out? Do it. Do it. Roll it. That will be a 10. You get a couple of things. So your vision jumps 
not forward, but back. And you begin seeing prey in front of your eyes as you get the same feeling that this large brood mother feels staring down your compatriots, looking ready to consume them because she's hungry. You're hungry. You feel that same growl in your stomach that she does. Eyes locked in on Lenny before your vision jumps and you're seeing through the eyes of not one, but 50 other little scorpions down the path. You feel the same worry they do hearing that screech as they begin rousing from their slumber and charging the tunnel that you are all currently in. That broodmother is going to fuck up Lenny. <laughs> and these ones coming down this tunnel are not going to stop until they are past whatever's in their way to get to their queen. Uh, hey, Shell, I have some good news and some bad news. Okay, let's go uh, good news first. So the good news is that none of the scorpion things are in our direction. Uh, and I know that because I, I saw something. I don't know if this makes sense, but the bad news is that all the scorpions are going after the other group. And I I think they want to eat Lenny. Okay, um, you two begin hearing skittering, as this seems to be the route for the 50 that was coming this way. Also, secondary note on further information, I could just be wrong. That's a real possibility. Hey kid, I need you to take a couple good deep breaths because right now we're about to be in the thick of it. If we let these things get past us, they get our friends and we all die tonight, okay? Just bear with me. She says as she takes a knee, leveling the machine gun on a little outcropping of rock. As you start seeing the shiny black exoskeletons of scorpions coming around the corner. Shell begins letting loose with the machine gun. The echoing is just deafening as the sound of shells is just ricocheting off the walls, hitting your ears. As we jump back to the rest with the brood mother. Can I use the grenade now? Yes. Fuck it up, Lenny. Okay. Kick some ass, Lenny. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to formulate plans. Hey, so... <laughs> can I try to help Lenny out? Is that something that can... You can try. Okay, I'll wait to say what I got. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a six. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I got a five. <laughs> Both of you can mark XP at least. Lenny, you throw the grenade, but you've never really used a grenade before. As you see, it flies and bounces off of the head of the broodmother. As it does, it lunges forward, sinking its fangs into your chest. And you're going to take two points of harm. Okay, cool. Yeah, totally. What do the rest of you do? Let go of Letty, you bug bitch. <laughs> I will fire my special dragon bullet at it. Do that, do that. Roll to kick some ass, y'all. I want to let loose oh, my flamethrower. So the, toward like down the side of it, not putting Lenny in danger. Gotcha. Lenny, I'm sorry. It's okay, you know? Uh, Lenny's gonna run. <laughs> hey, you know what? I know we're only in session two, but guess who's using a fucking luck point? 
Chuck is. Oh shit! Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna use a lock. Hell yeah! For sure, for sure. I forgot about that. The I don't know if the expert special thing matters, but it says when you spend a point of luck, you discover something happening now is related to something you were involved in years ago. You fire your shot, and it rips through the claw, blowing a nice bagel-sized hole, which isn't too big considering. But you see, as the claw erupts. alive squirming onto the ground and finding its way into cracks on the floor as chuck rips down the side with a flamethrower burning burning many of its legs you see as the the other side as more spines come out the right side of its body uh i would also like to use my precise strike with that. When I inflict harm, I can aim for a weak spot, roll plus tough. On a 10, I inflict two. On a seven to nine, inflict one. And on a miss, I leave myself open. All right, good to know. The broodmother screeches as all these attacks land. The fangs leave Lenny's chest for a moment, allowing Lenny to slip away. The broodmother then begins to move back as the tail begins to open up almost like a, almost like a, for lack of a better term, a complete death ray. <laughs> what do you guys do? Hey, uh, Lenny, did you, did you pull the pin on that grenade? Uh, I didn't know you were supposed to do that. All right, so we still got a dormant grenade out there. Do I have eyes on that grenade too? You could take, you could take some time to look for it if you wanted. Yeah, that that's a crucial part of our plan, I feel like. All right, just uh, roll plus sharp for me. Trish, on the other hand, you fire the shot and it goes through. It seems to have interrupted whatever it was trying to do. But as you do, it hisses and spits an acidic fluid on you. You take one point of harm as it begins burning through your arm. Completely unfazed. I'm just going to be like, kind of roll my eyes a little. Lenny is going to I uh, panic. Lenny's panicking. I don't know. I don't really, I don't know what to do. I can't do anything helpful. I'm going to look for Can I look to see if there are any like other passages besides like the main passage we're in? I think we covered that on the first breed a bad situation. This is like a dead end. Okay. Almost like a boss arena. I got a 14 on that search check. Oh, damn. You're able to find it. It's located right under the legs that you just set on fire. It's not seeming like it's any, like, danger. It's more focused on those that are, like, firing guns at it. Um, I want to try to move on the grenade and grab it. All right, roll to act under pressure. That's a 10. Y'all see as this large man known as Chuck runs towards the side of the creature, sliding under in an action movie moment, scooping up the grenade and being able to pop out and do a little action roll on the other side. Chuck, you now have a single white phosphorus grenade. So Chuck's on the other side of Brooding Mother. Yes. So I'm going to give Chuck a look. That's going to be like, you throw the grenade, I shoot at the same time type deal. And hopefully he picks it up. Are there any potential parts of the creature where I could jam this grenade? With the size of it, the plates 
on it have a little bit of a gap. You can see where it flexes and there's like some soft tissue that you could definitely jam that joint in there. I'm going to do something stupid. Do something stupid. I like when stupid things happen. Seeing that opening, I want to jump onto its back. Roll to act under pressure. Uh, 11. 11. Nimbly evading the spines, you see as the heavyset Chuck begins climbing on the back of this brooding mother. All right, it's just like a mechanical bull. Keep my balance. And I want to pull the pin and jam it into one of the holes in the plating. Mm -hmm. And I want to run and jump off of the head towards my friends. Roll to kick some ass first, and we'll see if that's going to go into an act under pressure or not. Got it. Uh, That's a nine. So you're definitely going to take some damage. As you jam the grenade into the plates, you feel as this shooting hot pain starts going up your back as the stinger, now closed once again, digs into your back. You can feel as venom begins being injected into you. Uh, You take uh, one point of harm. Got it. And then roll the actor under pressure to get off that joint. Uh, Trish, you wanted to shoot when he does this? Yeah, so as soon as I see him, like, leave the back of this creature. And I'm going to throw some big whammy behind that. Whoop its ass. Can I, like, find a place that's a little, looks a little, like, softer or more sensitive and, like, be like, hey, uh, shoot, shoot right there. Yeah, yeah, roll to help out. I got a seven. Take a plus one. To whatever you roll, Becca. Cool, so that'll bring me to a 10. I also got a 10 on my act under pressure. Chuck, you make a nimble escape off the front. Your back hurts, but you know what? That adrenaline's keeping you pushing. As Trisha, you fire right into the gullet of this thing. And as your shot passes through, the grenade erupts in its back. And you see as those spines that were all across its body begin shooting their way up its tail before coming out the top of it, almost forming what appears to be a metallic person screaming in pain as it dives out and hits the floor. Chuck, you watch as this metallic liquid being begins going into the cracks into the wall. The wall that it goes into, you notice something. You haven't seen this since your family went away. That carving, it's familiar. You guys are in the clear, but echoing off the walls of the cavern, you can still hear gunshots. As we pick up with Mason and Shell, Shell is running backwards now, still firing, getting towards the end of her belt. Mason, what do you do? I'm going to kind of go and from behind Shell, put a hand on her shoulder to try to like guide her and start trying to direct her backwards so that she can keep on firing and we can try to create some space between us and the scorpions. Cool, cool. Roll to act under pressure. That's a seven. I'm going to give you a hard choice. So as you're making your way, Shell trips a little bit on a rock. You can drop Shell and leave her to the fate of the scorpions or you can attempt to stabilize her. It'll leave both of you open to a barrage from the scorpions. I kind of freeze for a second when I see Shell fall, but seeing the scorpions coming, I'm going to go rush and help Shell. 
Alright, as you stop, the wave of scorpions begins catching up to you. You see as they're starting to grab at Shell's ankles, you can hear her yelp out in pain as the blood begins trickling down her leg as the crushing power begins nearly snapping her ankle as she fires into the face of the creature. You feel as a set of claws comes over and cuts right above your collarbone. Go ahead and take two points of harm for me. As you feel the claw begin scratching into your bone. What do you do? How is Shell doing? How is, how is Shell doing right now? You're holding her up. She has not fully fallen. And currently her leg is grasped by one of the scorpions. You're both getting cut up bad. Can I try to kick out and either hit the thing that's attacking her or try to like help her get free? Roll to kick some ass. That's another seven. You're able to keep Shell stabilized, but as you kick out, you feel the fangs of the scorpion sink, grating up against your shin bone, and you feel as toxins are being pushed into your leg. You feel a burning sensation go throughout. Go ahead and take one point of harm for me. You both are fighting tooth and nail. The rest of you, what are you guys doing? We can hear the gunshots, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll head back that way now that the mother is gone. I don't know, maybe we should flamethrow the rest of these eggs. Uh, Chuck, do you want to stay and, like, flamethrow the eggs? Uh, or I can just take the flamethrower and you can go help? Well, I mean, kid, you've been wanting to use that shotgun. I'll, uh, I'll stay and, you know, do some damage control. Okay. For sure, Chuck. Your fuel tank, it's pretty large, but that's a lot of eggs. Just letting you know, you'd probably end up using the joint burning the eggs up. I can get some more fuel. Word. The two of you begin making your way back up the tunnels. As you do, you see a figure jump down into the basement as you guys reach the mouth of the entry path that you guys went down. As you see Jack pull up, he looks over at the two of you and he's like, um, where are they? What What's going on? What's happening? We're going this way. You want to come? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> he says, rummaging through his bag. As you guys turn the corner, you can see now as these scorpions are almost piling up one on top of another, trying to get their stab at Shell and Mason. Mason, this wall, this onslaught of insects is just barreling down on you. What do you do? I kind of give up on holding Shell up. And I kind of reach my right arm around her midsection and I put my other arm kind of above her head and I drop us down so that I'm on top of her back and she's like stomach down on the ground and I'm like laying over her. All right. Uh, Roll to act under pressure to see how well that goes for you. You guys see as Mason essentially puts Shell under him to protect her as you guys round the corner. That's a five. Okay. As you do, you begin feeling stinger upon stinger just digging into your back, venom being sent through your body. Shell is covered, but not to the best. You can see as her legs are beginning to get cut up. You have her midsection covered, but she's taken some serious damage too. Uh, Go ahead and take two points of harm for Oh, okay. You guys see all this happening. What do you guys do? Fucking open firing, I guess, because, yeah. Trisha 
to the untrained eye looks completely unfazed, but she's a little phased now. <laughs> just just a little. Just a little. And she's going to go for whichever one looks like the ringleader with a hex. For sure. Go ahead and roll it. Seven. All right. You're able to hex this ringleader. Are you, what are you doing with your magic? Uh, aiming in between the eyes again, hopefully, um, and trying to disease it. That seems to be working real well. You hear a screech from the one currently on top of Mason as its face begins almost turning to a dead, necrotic, almost stone texture as the wave continues. Lenny, what are you doing? So I think because of the one that's... You said that the one that she hit was on top of them, right? Yeah. I think I'm seeing that as an opportunity to try to, like, try to get one of them out. Basically, just try to, like, go and yank them out. All right. Roll to act under pressure. And who are you grabbing? Mason's probably the easiest because he's on top. For sure. Hey, at least I get to roll, or at least I get to add another experience. (laughs) I got a six. You get in close and you get your arm around Mason's. And as you do, you feel as two stingers sink into your chest, close proximity to where the fangs hit. Go ahead and take two points of harm for me as the venom begins pulsing through your body. I'm going to kind of see what Lenny is doing and attempt to cover him and not use a special bullet, but actually, no, I'll try and hex the one that is going after him. All right. Go ahead and roll it uno mas. That's a nine. The same necrotic disease takes over this creature's body and begins rotting it. It doesn't seem like it's fully dead, but it's on death's door. Mason, from under you, you feel pushing as shells like, just go, go, it's fine. And you feel as you're being pushed out from under the pile, her now drawing a combat knife from the boot. Lenny, you feel as Mason falls into your arms as knife swings just start going. You see Shell reaching for something on her belt as she pulls the belt over and pulls the pin on frags. On multiple frags? Yes. I need both of you to act under pressure. That's not good, because that's a two. A 12. I got a three. I'm going to use a luck. Can I take an action right now? Yeah, go for it. I would like to focus all of my attention on Shell in this moment and just think to myself, you can do it. You can make it out. You can do it. You can make it out of here. Come on. You got to make it out of here. And I'd like to attempt to jinx her, but presumably, hopefully in a good way. Okay. Oh, thank you. That's going to be a 12. Okay. So I hold... uh, I would like to help a hunter give them a plus one forward. So I'd like to give Shell a plus one forward. And then how many uh, scorpions do you think I can interfere with reasonably? Only one, probably? With a 12, I'd say you're able to cover up most... Like, they're stacked up on top of each other, pushing down this tunnel. So I'd say you can interfere, like, the front line just to hold them back. I'd like to... Yeah, so give the plus one to Shell and then interfere with the front line. As Mason's doing that... Because I got a 12 on my act under pressure. Basically, I see that she does that with the pins on her belt, right? I want to basically dive in and try to, like, cut the belt so that it comes off of her and she can get out. 
with this front line now stopped up. Lenny, I don't think you've had a moment in your life you've acted this hurried. The reflexes that you have yeah. are coming damn near superhuman. As you push Mason back and undo the belt, Shell sees the her out. As you guys are retreating back towards the edge, this front line just stuck, caught under this mental fog that Mason's been putting on him. The blast kicks, and you see as a large, expansive shockwave pushes you all out into the base of the basement. You all land in a pile. Chuck, you hear as this ringing and shaking just goes through. Right about when you're done finishing up with the eggs, you guys are safe. Trisha helping usher everybody out, but then she's going to look over at Lenny and go, cool, completely unfazed. I hurt really bad. Yeah, I'm in pain. She'll hand him a poppable instant ice pack. Oh, sick. Like putting band-aids on a gunshot wound. You lay the <laughs> ice pack on your chest. <laughs> yeah. I'm in full sprint after hearing that bang because I don't know that anybody is okay. Chuck, your heart is racing. You feel sick to your stomach not knowing what became of the rest of your friends that you've now made. But as you make it to the top of the tunnel, you see the dust beginning to settle. As there are your friends, cut up, bloodied, bruised, sitting in the entryway to this brooded hole. As you guys are sitting there, kind of breathing, taking in everything that happened, you guys hear calling from upstairs. Are they gone? Did you get them? Looking up through the floor breach at the top of the stairs, you see an elderly couple sitting there shaking her husband holding a shotgun and this elderly woman clutching her pearls terrified oh hey mr and mrs kruger hi lenny oh hey chuck trish i'm just gonna look up and just like glare at them like are you fucking kidding me for making these things i might gonna say it but that's gonna be with a look jack looks over all of you you guys you guys fucking kick ass. And Shell holds a thumb, like a thumbs up weekly. It says, yep, natural born lifesavers before succumbing to the blood loss and passing out. I thought you were going to say passing away. No, she did. <laughs> y'all put way too much effort. so scared. Y'all put way too much effort into saving her. I'm not going to rob y'all like that. As our camera hands away from this hole in the ground in this ranch house. It goes up, 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 until a screen displaying the top-down view of this ranch house sits. And a man sitting at a laptop in a remote facility says, Sir, we got a, we got a hit. We got a hit. Somewhere called Penshaw? The large readings. A lot of anomalies, sir. I think... I think we found him. Penshaw was GM'd by Kyle Constant, starring Tyler Halcombe as Chuck Montague, Becca Ramirez as Trisha, Chris Liebert as Mason Monroe, and Kay Wilson as Lenny Baster. Music by Tyler Halcombe and edited by Chris Liebert. 
If you like what you're hearing, make sure to check us out on Twitch and YouTube and follow us on Instagram at callerscasters. Also, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash callerscasters. Let go of Letty, you bug bitch!